everyone, and welcome back to the HBO's podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and joined with me today is uh, our special guests, Jack and Brandy. Hello. Hi, guys. What up, what up? <laughs> um, they were on a couple of the episodes of that we did at Succession this season, so I wanted to bring them back to do one last episode before the finale, uh, just to talk about the series as a whole and theories of how this shit's going to end. So, obvious spoiler warning... Um, if you haven't seen Succession, I don't even know why you're here, but go watch it. Come back. It's a great show. <laughs> uh, we're talking about theories for the finale, the series finale. So if you haven't seen episode nine, um, also go watch that and come back because we're going to be spoiling everything. Um, so how are you guys? I didn't talk to either of you about episode nine. So how are you feeling about where we're left off? Because I am scared. So scared. <laughs> Uh, Jack, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I just there was so much to process in episode nine. Uh, I have to say, um, I forget the actor's name, but hats off to the guy who plays Ewan, Logan's brother, because that speech might have mm-hmm. been my favorite scene in the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's interesting the whole developments with like. Shiv and Matt and uh, Matson and Menken and that whole triangle. I mean, he kind of dropped Roman like he was hot as soon as Roman showed the slightest bit of emotion, which makes sense. But yeah, I uh, there's a lot that's unresolved, and I'm wondering how they're gonna stick the landing. Uh, what about you, Brandy? Um, so I feel definitely much of the same. Um, I am worried that they're actually not gonna tie up any of these storylines and they're going to kind of leave us to figure it out ourselves. Um, I did think it was interesting how Kendall's now kind of pushing Roman out. And I very much saw, you know, Logan in Kendall when he was like, you fucked it up, but it's okay. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. And I was like, wow, you really are like, you're stepping into Logan's shoes. Like this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, Jack and I are actually on a kickball team together. Um, that might sound like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> might sound childish to some of you. But and hopefully I'll be very... joining next season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're pretty much everyone on the team watches the show. So whenever we go, uh, we have weekly games and, you know, it's basically just an argument. Um, I think there's like an argument to be made for how this is going to end on all sides because we just simply don't know. Um, I think everything that's happened in this season so far, I did not predict or expect. So, um, I mean, hats off to the writers because that's hard to do considering I I make TV shows my entire personality while they're coming out. So <laughs> I think about this constantly and I still didn't guess anything. So, um, yeah, I think with on your note, Brandy, just about Kendall, um, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made that he takes the whole thing. I think that, you know, I've said this a million times in the pod, but I think that this whole um, show was literally just Kendall's uh, villain origin story. I stand by that. I think that we've just watched him progressively get worse and worse and more like Logan in that way. So I definitely can see that happening. However, I also can see them going completely opposite of that, too. Or, you know, Kendall self-destructing before he actually gets to the seat because that's been the theme. Um, yeah. So I also have a theory that like, I mean, and you guys saw the moment between Tom and Shiv, there was a little bit of something there. So I'm like, okay, maybe they'll 
you know, I've been a fan of them reconnecting this whole time. Maybe they will actually like re rekindle their alliance. But I honestly hope that Mencken fucks uh, Kendall and Roman. And yeah. Matson buys and then Chip becomes CEO. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, oh. It's... Um, I was thinking originally it was going to be fun having the two of you on because you're pretty much coming from opposite sides of the spectrum here when it comes to anything Shiv related and it's very fun it's very fun like talking to you guys week in and week out uh, just having totally different viewpoints on it and I was like this this podcast episode is going to be great Um, Jack what do you think about Shiv being anything what do you think is going to happen specifically to her i mean i could see it going both ways i think that we could all agree at this point that it's not going to be roman um yeah i don't i don't think that there's i don't think that there's a way a path to victory for roman at this point um so i think it is going to come down like a battle between like kendall and shiv for the seat um, I just don't know. I would like to see Kendall win at this point, just because he's gone through so much. It's not like Shiv hasn't, but I'm but too much of Yeah, but yeah. I feel like, not that Kendall hasn't continually brought it on himself. A lot of what Shiv <laughs> has gone through, she has brought on herself, though. And I'm saying that as a huge fan of Tom, just full disclosure. So, but say more on that because from the way I see it, she's grown up in a man's world, a misogynistic patriarchal world, and the mm-hmm. steps that she's ta- she's taken, I feel like have been logical because she's trying to look out for herself. She's doing she's not doing anything different or hasn't done anything different than the men have done or would do. Yep. So, say more on how you think she brought things on herself. <laughs> I mean, I think that part of it is just like even her background, like, I I get it. She did grow up in this very patriarchal family and very much a man's world, but just, like, it doesn't make, like, at the end of the day, whatever happens, the board is also going to have to approve, and I don't see the Mm -hmm. board approving this simply for the fact that she spent the first 20 years of her career just being like, fuck you guys, fuck this company, I'm going to work in politics, like, I don't want anything to do with you guys, like, at the end of the day, Kendall, he yeah, he's brought a lot of shit on himself too, and he's not, you know, he's definitely not Logan, but he at least has some experience at the company. He at least kind of knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that over and over yeah. again too, you see Shiv with these very like well thought out in theory, but not executed very well plans. Um, in a way yeah. where with Kendall, I'd argue it's actually. Yeah. Yeah, with Kendall, I would argue it's actually the opposite. He has these, like, very fucking, like, I'm super manic shooting from the hip and I hope this works out plans that sometimes work out for him and sometimes he ends up killing a waiter. It's nothing in between. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, I feel like... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Brittany. I was going to say, I feel like I, I would agree with that statement there and I feel like, honestly because that's what the board and the company are used to seeing from Logan, right? Kind of like unhinged out their ideas and they sometimes work, sometimes they don't. That could kind of be a deciding factor for the board being like, yeah, Shiv, you're naive, you're un- you're inexperienced. Yeah, we want Madison to buy, but also like Kendall will at least give us 
some of the same of kind of what we've grown to expect, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. but to argue on, to put some eggs in Shiv's basket here, Shiv is the only one that has dirt on all of the men involved. She has dirt on Roman with his relationships with Jerry. Mm-hmm. She has dirt on Kendall. She knows he fucking manslaughtered somebody. And she has dirt on mm-hmm. Madsen. She knows that he was... His numbers are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she's the only one that's actually has that leverage that's going to be standing in that room to be able to speak. Well, that she know how to yield it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, will she take it public? She could definitely threaten to take it public, but... Um, mm-hmm. Also, she's the only one with a relationship with Pierce, and Pierce is a big game player with all of this. So we have to remember that there's power in their relationships. And then she does have ties in politics. And as of right now, she is the only one that's on Matt's inside, and the board already wants to sell. You know what I mean? Like, the board is already on the side of selling. So she's got a really great case going into that meeting. So... I don't know. I mean, I don't uh, think that the board will want her as CEO, but I think that she, I mean, she just, she's got leverage on her side, whereas Roman is out of it. And I don't really think Kendall has as much leverage other than I'm the quote unquote firstborn son. And, you know, we don't want this guy to take over our company. But honestly, mm-hmm. does the board even give a fuck? Like we're talking about, like Sandy and Stewie, we're talking about Ewan, we're talking about jerry frank carl and we're talking about roman who is just a non-factor at this point yeah so right i i agree i i think that no matter it's kind of funny because i'm paraphrasing something tom said at the uh tailgate party but i kind of think that no matter what (laughs) i kind of think that no matter what happens shiv's going to be okay i just don't think she's going to get the the, everything you know Mm, you know, and that's but, the kind of shitty thing about uh, this show is that none of these people deserve to be okay, but they're billionaires, so they're always going to be okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I know, and I think that that's why I like I pull for Shiv because I mean, yeah, she's not a great, she's not a good person, but arguably none of them are. So if we're gonna, you know, that it doesn't even need to be said anymore that all of these people are horrible people. Um, and yeah, she's a horrible wife, but I do like, I just pull for her just because I can, you know, I can relate to her. Like it is a man's world, no matter where you are. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting when the scene, when they were at the, um, the, was it called a mausoleum when they were like bringing, yeah, yeah. you know, to finally rest. And she asked Frank and, um, oh my God, what's the other one's name? Frank and Carl. Carl. Yeah. yeah Frank and Carl. Like how, how bad was my dad? And they were like, no, like he, you know, he had some bad stuff, but he was a good egg. And then she walks away and I'm like, you just fucking lied to her to appease her. Like he was not a good guy. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, and you know that's the other him. thing. That's the other thing too, though, is like, you gotta read into like the subtext of that question. Cause she's asking that like, as her dad's like best friends are like, you know, bring him into the mausoleum and stuff. Like she wasn't just asking, is my dad a bad guy? She knows her dad's a bad guy. She was like, I think this goes back to like the cruise ship thing. She was basically just asking, is my dad a rapist? Yeah. And... <gasps> yeah, that's what Dude, I got from that too. I didn't even like, put that together. Yeah, like I think she just, she needed that closure of just knowing oh, like wow. how involved was he actually into all this shit that's yeah, you know, yeah. gone wrong with this company. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's essentially where they're coming from. That's, you know, and I think that that's what, just on that note, that's what Frank and Carl were saying is that they said the quote is, you know, he was a salty dog, but he was a good egg. Meaning like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he was a piece of shit, but he wasn't that bad. He wasn't Mo Lester. You know what I mean? Lester fucking Midland talk. Uh, I'm (laughs) rewatching, by the way, season, uh, through all the seasons, episode one, and then the finale of each season. And there's so much stuff that like, I, I thought that I had picked up on, but now that we're here at this present moment, it's, it's crazy. And then something that, um, Jack said right before we jumped on that I'll just mention right now is the timeline. So do you want to talk about the timeline of the series? Yeah. In total, Jack? Yeah. So obviously, I mean, they never are super concrete about what, where things are happening, but if you look from season one to season four, obviously it starts with Logan's birthday and then ends with Logan's birthday. It also starts talking about the presidential primaries and, you know, ends with the presidential election. So that means that at most this takes place over the course of like a year and a half, two years, which is crazy to think about when you consider all of the character development, especially with Kendall, uh, mm-hmm. that happens. It almost uh, doesn't make, Kendall's whole storyline seemed plausible in my eyes, just going from like everything that happened to him to now being this sort of like, you know, cool, self-assured Kendall, whatever. I guess they say that uh, there's six months in between the second to last season and the last season. So I'm, even if you go, you know, saying that's like a year and a half, two years, that's still a crazy short timeline for this whole show. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And, And so to that point, that kind of, that reason that Kendall has, I mean, he's not bipolar, but he's gone through some like manic and super depressed episodes, like very, a lot, very, very, in a very short amount of time. So that's what's kind of giving me pause for the board showing confidence in him. Cause it's like, yeah, now you seem to be stable, but like you also seem stable when you were trying to stage a coup and then you, you know what I mean? Fell off the wagon and right. like, all these things, you seemed good and we believed in you. And then all of a sudden you kind of, dipped into a, a depressive episode so it's like yeah, can it's, we it's, just, yeah. it's really interesting um even just looking at the whole thing just from just just kendall himself and all of the like traumatic events that he's been through and things that even he's brought up like on himself um mm-hmm. the very first episode the pilot he um decides to instead of uh, working out a deal to buy Valter, which is like Vice Media in our world. But so he's trying to buy them. Um, and then basically it's it's Logan's birthday. And Logan tells Kendall, like, you don't have to come to the house for the birthday party. Like, if you have work to do, stay here and do it. Kendall doesn't. He goes to the house anyways. And But when he gets there, everyone is basically congratulating him because he is already, like, it's almost known that he is going to be stepping mm-hmm. up as CEO, Right. Um, so that it's crazy that we start the whole series off with that, like with that in mind. And then by the end of season two is when everything with Cruises comes out. Logan tries to kill Kendall. Kendall goes into the press and and says, you know, Logan is a malignant force, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's like, it's just crazy how like some, even from that jump, that was likely only six months right? Like from season mm-hmm. one to season yeah. two, right? And then because we don't get another Logan birthday, I think there's only one Logan birthday 
it, besides the one from this season, like the where we start the episode off. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm just I'm like trying to base it off of that, or you know because they don't really do any holidays in this, <laughs> not really not really a holiday. Yeah, family. that's actually a good point. Now that you mention it, I don't. They don't ever celebrate anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> they have. They have Thanksgiving, I think, in like the second or third episode of season one. And that also makes sense because this whole season takes place over the course of like two weeks. Yeah. Which is crazy. And Mm -hmm. Logan's birthday is right before the election. The election's in November. That all tracks. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And then there's a part where they're discussing, it's the beginning of season three, where Kendall um, in the season two finale comes, it's when he goes to the press and shits on Logan. In season three, the first episode, there everyone else is sitting together with Logan and Logan's like, what do we do? How do we figure this out? And Roman and Shiv are both going back and forth on, do we um, cooperate with the DOJ and with the feds or do we, um, and then Roman's argument is no. Like, we're going to have an election coming up. Like, we're just going to hold off, hold off, hold off. The election is going to take big news. This is going to fade away. And then we'll reelect the raisin, is what he says. And then we'll get a new um, get a new person in, in the, you know, the feds, the top, whoever the fuck. And, you know, and then this will go away. Yeah, and it's crazy, like, thinking about, like, even from there to this moment where we're at currently, we have the election. Now it's finally happening. So it's just, it's really nice that they put in those little comments that can give us like a full scope of everything that's happened. Yeah. Can we talk through quickly about how these, the supposed agreement between uh, Roman Kendall and Mencken that he was going to kind of screw the Matson deal by going the regulatory route. But now it seems like he's leaning towards Matson. Can we just talk through like, what exactly was the what was the regulatory like hit that he was going to try to come after Matson with the numbers that were weird or like I think it was more of the U.S. It's it's a lot of like foreign policy yeah. issues. So like the U.S. doesn't want to sell more companies to outside. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't know, Jackie might know better, but the U.S. doesn't the the government doesn't want U.S. companies to be sold to foreign. Um, right. companies or foreign people because that's lessening our economy yeah, in a yeah, way, yeah. right like yeah. it, it affects our gdp especially with tech so that's where this comes in like tech is a huge um like economy scaler for mm-hmm. com- or for countries so you know this being a big thing it's like that goes from our economy to sweet to sweden like we don't want that we don't want to lose no. this yeah um, so that's that's part of it. And then the other part of it was just, uh, I think that they were arguing because Gojo, if I remember correctly, right before the deal, like what they did to reverse it so that way they were going to acquire Waystar and not the other way around, was they acquired a bunch of outlets for like uh, sports and gaming and stuff like that. So I think that the argument is that's too much media for one company to own. So now they kind of have a monopoly yeah. on a certain space. Yeah. Sure, sure. And, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so that's, that's the thing too, is like, Jack, you are, um, you know, you have experience in politics. One of the questions that I had is, is it possible that in this net, we can assume that this is literally the following day, um, you know, this, the, the series finale versus episode nine. Um, 
is there a way that the Mencken election can be overturned in this 24-hour period? So that's a really good question. I mean, obviously, like, they kind of base Mencken on this, like, weird cross between, like, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, right? He's this very, uh, like, alt-right figure. And I think that, you know, they're basing this largely on the 2020 election and stuff like that. I know for that a lot of Trump's, like, court decisions, like, were made fairly quickly in 2020, but that's also because they had, like, absolutely zero merit to them. It was just kind of like, okay, there's no actual, like, uh, evidence of election fraud. We're just tossing this out. We're not even going to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. For Mencken's case, it might be a little bit different, but I will say that typically when, you know, it's bad for a country's stability to have an election in the air for too, too long. So like yeah. even when in 2000 with like Bush versus Al Gore, the court made their decision fairly quickly. I don't know if it's going to come down by the end of that episode, but there's a chance, definitely. Okay. Well, then that, that makes me just wonder too, like who would even be kind of fighting the results, right? Like we haven't heard anything about someone filing lawsuits or whatever. So like we would need someone kind of going against Mencken to, Jimenez. it would be um, the democratic side of it. And I think that the only reason that we, we can yeah. assume that it's being fought. We can just assume that. And I think the only reason that we haven't heard it is because we literally got the election at three o'clock in the morning and then we had Logan's funeral five hours later. You know what I mean? So there was, I don't even think there was air to be spoken about Jimenez actually fighting it, but the fact that it was called so quickly by ATN. So we can think if Trump's um, election was called very quickly by Fox news, we like the democratic side would automatically just fight it or try to fight, look into it. Yeah. Yeah. So we can assume that's happening. I was thinking that might be a huge monkey wrench thrown into it because without Mencken on the board, then no, like what's the play? What's the next move? All of them are kind of fucked because Jimenez is not going to work with Roman and Kendall. Jimenez Mm -hmm. was always on Shiv's side. So that is also another move that she might have if Mencken or like, what if Mencken dies? What if Mencken gets arrested? What if Mencken, what if Mencken is just off, off the chessboard, right? Like where does Mm -hmm. that leave everybody? Because Shiv is the only one with moves on the democratic side right now. I I don't even know if Shiv has moves though, because the thing is like, what, if that happens, then that just means that the Gojo deal goes through and uh, uh, what's his face? Um, help me. The Gojo CEO. Why am I forgetting his name? Matson. Matson, Matson. Matson doesn't have any reason at that point to help ship. Because yeah. Jimenez is straight up said, like, we're not going to go regulatory. So uh, Matson doesn't even have a reason to keep uh, Shiv on as CEO. I mean, he might because he's like, kind of obsessed with her and has that weird stalker I'll use your skin as a suit energy. But other than that, I mean, like... But at the end, Shiv, yeah, she might not get CEO, but she did she even come into the season? Or, like, let's say post-Logan death, She, I don't think she was really fighting for CEO. She liked yeah. that they were all equal. Like, I think she was okay with that. The only person that was... And yes, they all are still, you know, self... They they care about themselves more, right? But 
But at the same time, I think that the three of the, the only person that you could see there was a twinge in the threes equal thing was Kendall. But so I think Shiv really was just pushing for the sale. She wanted to move forward and buy Pierce. She wanted to move forward with the hundred, which is their stupid thing that they were doing in the very beginning. Um, <laughs> but she, like, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't even think Shiv, like, really cared about being CEO. I think she cares now because she's been fucked over by them, right? Or like, Yeah, I don't think she wanted – she didn't want any type of power. She just – she wanted the sale, number one. But if, number two, the sale wasn't going to go through, she was like, all right, as long as y'all don't ice me out. Like, I want this to be an equal thing. If we we stick together, then we stick together. And once they were like, fuck you, she's like, all right, now I'm going to have to look out for myself. Exactly. Because I have this baby in me. Like, you know, she has to be good. Yeah. Whatever. She so and all three of them have said, and I that's why I said like they're all self serving, right? I think that in the beginning mm-hmm. it was this cute little you know cloud that we were on about like the three of them remaining equal. We all knew that that was going to blow up, but mm-hmm. um, they each of them have said at different points to different people. Well, Kendall and Roman technically said it to both said it to Carl, um, but yeah, Kendall says one head, one crown. Roman says uh, one cherry left on the cake and then Shiv obviously floats herself as the US CEO for Matson. So each of them have expressed, even before they knew that they were each bombing each other to death, you know, that they wanted the sole spot. Um, but yeah, I think basically my point is, is that if Jimenez does come in and he is the president elect, then and the sale goes through, Kendall is really the only one that's fucked. Shiv could give a shit less, I don't think, about being CEO. I don't think she cares as much and she's got background other place i mean she's she's got background other place she'll be fine she'll yeah. be fine so um anything that we- would be the funniest outcome yeah yeah um i feel like it's very succession to end it somehow like that like yeah. i don't know like Menken dies and then it's cut to everybody's faces are shocked and then cut to black soprano style i don't know i have no idea what's gonna happen <laughs> um, can we switch gears completely and talk about the whole mistresses of it all yes and how they were welcomed at the yes. funeral like i forget what's the mom's name carolyn uh carolyn carolyn Caroline I thought at first when she was like, Carrie, like, come on, you can sit with us. At first, I thought that was kind of like a vindictive move. Like she already knew and she was like trying to embarrass her. But then when she introduced her to Sally Ann or whatever her name was, I was like, oh, okay. This seems kind of like the realization between Carolyn and Martha that like, we all loved him, but like he dogged us out but let's all grieve together in a kind of way. Like they, they almost bonded over like Carolyn and Martha almost bonded over like, yep, we both had him like step out on us and like, but we recognize that you kind of all love him anyway. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, I think that it was a nice little goodbye to them because there was another woman with them called um, her name, Sally Ann. And that was somebody that's been mentioned here and there throughout the series as one of Logan's side pieces. So it was the four of them together. And yeah, it was just a nice, because I don't think we're going to see, we're not going to see any of them in the finale. That was a, that was a good, that was the end of the story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Carrie bringing a fucking lawyer to the funeral. Like, Oh, I wasn't sure if there was going to be problems with me getting in. Like, even if there was, what's a lawyer going to do? Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, um, should we go through some other theories? I've got some funny yes. ones. Um, go okay. for it. Hit, hit us. Um, number one, Connor becomes president. Like, duh. Of course that's going to happen. Two siblings. And when Roman broke down, like, they all went up. And I was like, okay, at least he's included in, like, this aspect. You know? Yeah, it was shit that he was the only kid that couldn't give a eulogy, though. Like, yeah. Roman tried, Kendall saved it, and Look then... Look at his fucking speech on election night. Like, he can't be trusted. <laughs> Sorry. Um, when shit yeah, tells him, like, uh, Con, I... <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> Literally. Sorry, I'm a billionaire, bitches. Like, all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, it was very funny when Shiv, um, at the funeral and Connor and Will are trying to just, you know, pitch his eulogy and Shiv's like, but Con, I think this is going to open us up for lawsuits. Like, and I'm just like, God, we don't even have, we don't even have to know what it says. We already know what it says. Like, um, but my biggest question is like we can assume that all the kids kill each other, the three of them kill each other, right? But then where does that leave Connor? And I hope mm. it's at his farm with Willa in back in New Mexico or wherever the fuck he was when he was a lot happier. <laughs> I mean, do Connor's we think like the- kind of broke? Yeah. Well, do we think that the verbal sale between him and Martha for the their dad's apartment, like, do we think that's actually a thing? Or was that just kind of like a, just to show how fucking nuts he is and how irresponsible he is with his money? Mm. Yes. I mean. Both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they spit shook on it. So, like, it's got to be real, right? <laughs> like, that's basically like signing your name. There's some validity there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that that was a big thing. That was something that I noticed, um, and started pointing out was just that how, how much money Connor was spending there, the money conversations were happening a lot in the very beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. like him and Willow would be at a part, like, I think it was Logan's birthday party in the first episode where he was talking about how much he, he he spent like a hundred mil on the campaign and, um, and then in the season three finale, which I just watched right before we hopped on, he's asking his dad for even more money. And he's basically like, I'll go down. You can kill me. Like, I'll make up a story about how it was actually a part of the company if you just give me $100 million. Just a small $100 million. <laughs> and it's like the fact yeah, that yeah. you can even voice that out loud to your parent. Like, hey, you know, can you slide me, you know, just 100 mil? No biggie. <laughs> And I know that's like pocket change. It's, that's probably only like ten thousand dollars, you know, to a billionaire. But it's still like number one. That's embarrassing. I don't know. Hundred mil is a hundred mil to everybody. <laughs> no, but not to these guys. Because remember when when Greg was like, "Oh my gosh, like Ewan's gonna fucking cut me out of the out of the will, but he's gonna leave me what is it, twenty five million or five million? And they were like, "Yeah, that's literally nothing. You're broke. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, five. <laughs> it was it, five yeah. million is like a house. A hundred million. Like a you need a hundred of those to make a billion, right? Yes. Or ten. Yeah. Yes. It like was, it was very funny. Ten billion. They had um, when Greg was having that inner battle. Tom and it was Tom and Connor actually, I believe, mm-hmm. that were like like one million. You're not rich. Five million. You're rich, but with no. Like, there's no point in having $5 million. Yeah. You can't do anything with that. Yeah. He, it's like $5 million is the same as being broke to them. So, 
yeah, so that's how they convinced Greg to do that and then sue Greenpeace. And it was just that whole fucking thing. <laughs> what's what's the status of that, by the way? Like, we have not heard about the Greenpeace lawsuit in like a season and a half. I would love for that just to be the end. Just like they tie that up, devastated over a loss, and then there's Greg in the background, just like, "Oh my god, I won my suit against Greenpeace." That would be actually that would be classic Greg, like at the most inappropriate time to be like, "Holy shit, guys!" Oh my gosh, that's hilarious because that was not on my questions. What happens next? Um, but it's I'm, I just added it because it's something I'm like you gotta close the loop you gotta close yes. it so um, many unanswered questions gosh okay um, speaking of Greg there is the theory going around that is very controversial that um, Greg actually might be the one that Matson picks as his US CEO yes uh, it's pissing a lot of people off but I had to mention it because it's very game I of need to hear what are people saying about it? Like, what's what's the factual reasoning behind it? Because as far as I can see, he's immature and doesn't know what the fuck to do without Tom well, guiding him. Well, exactly, and that is the, that's that's why because Matson could completely control him. Ah, uh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. It yep. would because Matson knows he can't control Shiv. Like, or, yeah, I'm on her good side. He knows yeah. that he can't control her. That's actually really good. <laughs> and the oh, thing damn. is, I've. I've said this to you personally, Sam. I've said this on this podcast a couple times, and I've said it a million times over. Greg is the most evil one out of all of them. The man has no morals, no backbone, no nothing, no boundaries. Um, no, yeah, he doesn't. He, 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 yeah, he doesn't even know who he is as a person. So he literally will bend over and do anything for anyone that's going to get him ahead. Yeah, yeah. E- even on election night, like. I would say that Kendall is, like, a relatively evil person. And, like, Roman, you know, he, he's, like, going for Mencken because it, like, benefits him or whatever. And even Kendall and Shiv are both like, oh, I don't know, the future of American democracy, whatever, whatever. As soon as Kendall's like, hey, yo, Greg, uh, we're calling the election for Mencken, he's like, all right, okay, yep. no problem. I'll go tell him. But and also just the the rise of Greg. Greg has and with much work and coaching from Tom, I will say, but Greg has made some major moves. Like if this was Survivor, Greg could win it all based on his resume from what moves he's made. Um, you know, the most Absolutely. recent one being killing Shiv um by or to run to Kendall at least. Um, and it's literally because Tom at the, I don't know if it was earlier that episode or yeah, it was earlier that episode. Tom basically says like, you have information, store it, hoard it. And then at the right moment, you know, smash somebody's fucking mm-hmm. face in with it. And that's exactly what Greg did. And he did it perfectly because now he has the complete trust of Kendall and he's been working on the trust of Kendall. He's the one that told Kendall back when Kendall killed his dad that he had the documents and that's the mm-hmm. only reason that Kendall even had a case against, against Logan back in season two. Um, so he's been working, he's been building and he's managed to build a relationship with Matson. and that, I mean, it's happened right now and now he's working Mencken. So it's like Greg has, he's moved up. His lateral moves have been incredible because he's such a horrible person. But I mean, if we think about yeah. what it takes to be a CEO in the mind of someone like Logan or someone like Matson, 
they want someone that they, they can control, right? Because they want to be the ones that are pulling the strings. The US CEO is just a puppet. It's just it's just a face to, for regulatory bullshit. Um, so Madsen is still going to be controlling everything. But um, also, Greg can be a killer. I mean, he literally bragged about firing a, a hundred people over Zoom, like to Madsen. You know, so I don't know. And and to that point, like because he kind of has put, and I don't know if this has been an actor, he generally is just an, a fucking idiot, but like he's kind of given off the whole like, doo, 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 like I don't know what I'm doing, like I'll help you vibe that he has dirt on everyone. So like, well, I I think it started off that way, and I think that he's kind of kept that up to help get people's trust because that's like why everyone uses him for shit, and that's why yes. everyone trusts him. Is because every time they ask him to do some sexy shit, he's just kind of like, "Oh, I don't know. Isn't that illegal?" Uh, that I, I <laughs> as don't he's know. doing it, yeah, yeah, as he's doing it, like, "Oh man, I, I'm shaking my head the whole time." So everyone knows I don't condone this evil thing I'm doing. <laughs> he's a sociopath, okay? <laughs> oh my god, um, God, I feel like my favorite Greg moment is. Um, when he's about to be, they're about to be investigated. The feds are about to come in and question people at the company. And he has the phone recording in his pocket in the bathroom and he's pacing and he's tricked because he wants to record the interview himself. It's just, it's so funny, but honestly, like he, yeah, it, like it's true. He comes off as very dumb, but he, what he does is smart, like saving the papers in season one like that and those were used those were a coin in the entire game this whole time right were those papers that greg you know and he was introduced before connor was he was introduced before roman was in this whole show so i don't know i feel like greg is he's a game player i don't know what position he is on the board because he's in everybody's pockets and he's on everyone's side right now and he's so unassuming that no one really thinks to look of him look to him as a threat yeah uh, and I think I think that there's a reason why Logan kept him around for so long too, because like literally the first thing he says to Logan, uh, like when they're in the little car together, like squished on the way to the baseball fields in episode one, is he's just like, "Hey, um, you want to kill my grandfather? Give me his board seat and make me a multi multi millionaire overnight." <laughs> and like it's a very clumsy play that doesn't work out for him, but uh, like immediately Logan's like, huh, I like this kid. Yeah, the right. right like, I've got his number. Like, yep, he's just as diabolical as I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. So yeah. So that's that's a the Greg theory that is pissing a lot of people off because it's giving Bran the unbroken or whatever his stupid nickname <laughs> becomes uh, you know taking the iron throne in game of thrones so um it would be very much it would feel like that if if greg mm -hmm. I, I know that i think that greg is gonna end up hot like higher than he is right now but i don't think that he's gonna be ceo i don't yeah. i don't think that that would be smart for the writers to write something here's, like that. here's hoping yeah <laughs> um okay so then another theory is um Tom wins by bringing Shiv down. Um, there's okay, so there's a couple things that that could back this, or um, or they could just be total red herrings. But there is a baseball player, an older baseball player from the early 1900s, named named Bill Wamsgans, and the okay. I think the editor, producer, writer, someone in in the crew 
um, has said that Wamsgan's being Tom's last name, that it could be in relation to Bill Wamsgan's as a player, as a baseball player. In he's most known for in the World Series. I don't even know what team he played for, but he had um, three unassisted um, outs. So he plays like second baseman. He got three people out in one inning unassisted, which is like crazy. No one's ever done that in the World Series. So could be Tom kills Roman Shiv and Kendall and gets on top. Like that's that's a big TikTok theory that's going around that a lot of people are, are interested in. I think that that is true, but my sense is that he's already done it. Uh, like, that might be, like, a reference to what he did at the end of last season, not necessarily what he's doing for, like, the finale of the show. I don't know, though. Cause, like, or is that why he missed the funeral, because he was so busy at the news network, or was he, like, you know, planting a seed? Could be, yeah. could be. I mean... Matson doesn't like him. Mencken doesn't know him. So, uh, I, I'm a solid 5 out of 10 on this theory. I could see it happening, but I'm not super sold on it. Yeah. Um, I think it would be, I think it'd be interesting. I think that Tom, you know, honestly, if we think about his credibility in the company, he's worked across parks, cruises, and ATN, right? And news. Um, and he's been the head of all three of those things. Those are their three... Those that that's their bread and butter is those three things. So him even just having that experience, um, you know, was able to mitigate the cruise drama, uh, you know, with the feds. Like was able, like he's done a lot. Um, so I think that he honestly, if we're if we take the kids out of it, um, he he does kind of make a lot of sense. You know, I don't know if we're if we're thinking about like in the real world. If we take Shiv, Kendall, and Roman completely out of it, then who would be next up, right? We would think about Jerry. Maybe she was an interim CEO, but she's out already. Frank and Carl, you know, they've been among like across operations and um, operations and finances, but they've never run a company. They don't have experience actually running these departments. I don't even think half the time they know what the fuck they're doing. So I don't know. I think Tom, in that sense, he makes sense. I don't know. I think so too. I mean. It would be int- it would be very interesting to see. Um, everyone here knows my stance on Tom and how much I like him as a character. So, like, don't get me wrong, I would love to see him on top. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, in the next hour and a half of the show, he would have to do a lot to get there. I think. Yeah. But that said, you're right. He is a player. He's been around for a long time, and he has dirt on just about everyone. Yeah. So he's definitely, he's not out of the conversation yet. Yeah. Sure. So if Shiv gets it, where do you think that leaves Tom? That's a good question because I don't know. I kind of think that uh, Tom has not only like a marriage anchor baby with Shiv, I think he also has a career mm-hmm. anchor baby with Shiv. I don't think that she's going to outright kill him as long as they are having a child together. But that said, I could see her making him a very, very, very overpaid intern. Someone that gets copy and does faxes for people. Mm. I can also see, like, again, them rekindling in a way, but 
not completely because Tom actually doesn't want to be with her. Like, I think he has a sour taste in his mouth for her now. Like, yes, there's a baby that kind of complicates things, but like, even if they were to get back together, I think he would just be doing it to kind of climb the ladder. And so I don't know, maybe he would fuck her over in the end and try to like go for custody of the kid. Like mm, yeah. that's something kind of like sneaky and chicey. I feel like he might do yeah. to isolate, you know? Yeah, and I think that that's something that we'll never know because unless they do a flash forward, which is not succession style at all, it's not how they've written the show whatsoever. So I think that the last hour and a half is what we're going to get. And it's just going to be that one, this one board meeting, and that's it. We're not going to see anything else going forward, I don't think. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, those are the, the big maybe theories like they could actually happen so we have kendall as sole ceo uh mattson betrays shiv makes greg ceo and eh. uh shiv shits on everybody because of her leverage and the dirt that she has um tom wins and uh you know that's pretty much all of the legitimate theories i mean from everybody else do you guys have any theories that are different from those yes and I've had this theory for a while. Um, I hope it doesn't happen, but I kind of think that if Kendall doesn't win, he is going to end up literally dying. I think that he will, like, either on accident with drugs or on purpose kill himself. Mm. And they allude to that a lot throughout the show. There's, like, all these, uh, like, images of, like, Kendall looking down from railings and you know, like drowning himself in water and all this other stuff. But even Kendall is straight up said it. He said it in episode one of this uh, season. He was like, hey, guys, I've smoked heroin. I need this rush or I am going to go back to doing drugs. Yeah. So that actually that's similar to something I've said on this podcast before, too, is that like as much as I don't want to see it, like we've always kind of seen Kendall like start to peak and we think he's going to make it and then something happens catastrophic where he's then back and he's he's backslidden he's back in the drugs or whatever and like again i don't want that to happen either but i i think that's a very 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 good possibility yeah definitely um one of the like popular theories about just the state of them is that my mom actually said it that she thinks roman's going to commit suicide um after this the ending of the last episode i think that that's becoming more and more plausible i'm hoping that he just simply bows out and understands that this is toxic and he needs to get help but you know we know how these kids work so no not one single character in the show has done any type of healing work i don't think they're gonna start now yeah you know what i mean like no he we all knew that he was gonna break down come the funeral given his whole like no i'm good i grieved i'm good i'm good i'm good like Mm -hmm. No, I Logan like you had there was emotional abuse on like the side of Kendall Connor and Shiv but like he actually physically hit you like there's what much more you know Stockholm syndrome depth oh, yeah. to this relationship well, and like the, you have to grieve that yeah and I think that even um the episode the ending of episode nine where he goes out and tries to fight a bunch of protesters I think that that mm-hmm. makes the most sense is like he just needed to be beat up he just wanted it you know he like he like this feels comfortable you know someone calling you a yeah. piece of shit and like, punching me in the face like yeah 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 what do you think Jack uh no I agree I agree um it's funny because, like, 
in my own way, I feel kind of bad for all of them, but Roman is the only one that, like, just everything about his character just makes me sad. Like, I, I legitimately feel bad for him. Um, but that said, I, I just, I don't know. I think that there's also, like, maybe this idea of, like, everyone kind of ends up exactly where they started. Like, Shiv gets screwed out of her position, has to end up working back in politics. Roman's out of the company, doing his own thing, just mm-hmm. fucking playing pranks on Kendall. Kendall's like the heir to being. Condal's off, just and Connor's just off being weird somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that's that's also a very distinct possibility. And hopefully, Greg will end up throwing up through eye holes in the management training program again because that would be <laughs> if they did bring everything kind of full circle like that, and that's how things ended. I would love that. Yeah, I think that I would, would really like that too. Well, so there was. Um, there was a quote um, by Arian Moid, who plays Stewie, on the. He did an interview just about the end of it. And the way that he was talking about the finale was almost like it's going to be left to interpretation. Like it's not going to be this closed loop, you know, perfect, yeah. like tied up ending. Like it's going to be something that they could p- potentially bring it back in five years if they wanted to, because it's going to be so open-ended. So I think mm-hmm. that, you know, the one thing that we can expect is to not get answers written. I think that that ending where they started, it's kind of like, it goes with that quote, like we learn from history that we do not learn from history, that kind of thing. Like these things are systematic and they don't change. And I think that that's the whole theme of the show, right? It's, you know, hurt people, hurt people and trauma continues and you know, these cycles continue. So I think that that, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. that theory. Yep. Yeah. Um, speaking speaking of the hurt people, hurt people, trauma continues thing, by the way, just going back to that last episode, um, I'm glad we finally have an answer to, like, what the whole Rose situation was. That yeah. was more devastating than I thought it was going to be. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Wait, Rose, remind me who that is? That's his uh, his sister. His it daughter? was in Ewan's oh. eulogy that... Logan oh, always yeah. himself for yeah the polio and so we had yeah. we had heard about Rose a few times yeah we'd heard about Rose a few times throughout the series and we never got backstory we just knew that it was a really soft spot for for Logan so. was it was it Tom or some someone had someone ask Logan about Rose and he was just like it was Raya <laughs> when she was making okay, a, yeah when she was making a, a, a toast to Logan on his fifteen okay. year yes. yeah yes. whatever it was. And I think yep. it was, they were trying to fuck her over is what it was. They wanted her to bring it yeah, up because, yeah. Uh, like, he's not going to love that if you bring her up, but, like, well. Yeah, yep. Um. So, yeah, no, good, good point, Jack, that, that at least we got to, we finally figured that out because that's been brought up since season one, I think. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff to to tie up. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to cry a lot. Agreed. Um, Jack, Agreed. yeah, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, okay, I, just, I, I think that no matter what happens, the ending is going to be devastating. It's not going to be something that any of us expect. And I think that it's going to make me want to rewatch the whole series probably because it's probably it's probably going to be one of those things that they do where like 
they've been setting the groundwork for it for like two seasons, but like no one actually picked up on it, yep. no matter what it is. Yep. I yeah. Agree. I agree. Um, well, I mean, any final thoughts? This is the last time that you guys are going to be on the podcast for Succession. It's the end of Succession. It feels like the end of an era. Um, any final words? You know, fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. I would just say, I mean, and I'm sure like many of our listeners and many other people, like I'm just fascinated by the lives of the uber rich. And I love that this was kind of based on you know, a real life family. And it's just, it's so fascinating, but it's also kind of cathartic because you just realize these people who have all this money are and are in these power, these positions of power, they're literally just like us. They're as fucked up as us. They're as like ignorant as us. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow. Okay. But, um, I'm sad to see the show end. But mm-hmm. I'm glad it's ending now while it's doing well instead of continuing on for three, four, five, six, seven seasons and then we all just hate it and stop watching. Yeah. Um, and I, to Jack's point, I right. definitely also will be rewatching because I just need more of the Roy's. You know, right? <laughs> um, I literally can't get enough. I've been like just Reddit holding Twitter, everything, like talking about it with everybody. I can't, like I simply can't get enough of, of this right now. So um, I'm happy that the finale is going to be an hour and a half, you know, feature length. Um, so that's good. It'll give us more time to tie up what the fuck is going on and what's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm excited. Jesse Armstrong, who is the writer and creator of this, um, I'm sure he's already cooking up what he's doing next. I'm really excited to see, you know, what what he comes up with next. So, yeah. Um, on that so, note, thank you guys for being here. It's been fun. Thank you so much for having us on again. Thank you for having us. <laughs> um, I'll definitely be uh, blowing up the group chat with other notes and, you know, yeah. Oh, yes. Please um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for the listeners, uh, you know, we have Succession, the finale coming up. This, we're recording it on Saturday the day before, so it's coming up tomorrow for us, um, you know, on HBO. And, yeah, we're excited. So thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Yay. Thanks so much. Bye.